The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Hey guys, welcome back behind the scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, the baddest bitch in Hollywood. And I think last week I was called a soul-crushing demon from hell. Was that was that pretty accurate, Alexis? That was the least of what you were called last week. I was putting something nice on. Shush, I was trying to put nice, I was trying to put lipstick on a monster. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm very, very excited today. The gentleman I have asked on the show. I have known since I was 17. I actually met him when I was 17 years old um, doing a horror film. And we'll talk more about that on air. I badly, badly, badly wanted to get on with him and catch up before we did this show. But I thought focusing a show on him and I catching up, going through what we've been doing, is a great way for you guys to get to know him and to get to know some of the sillier moments from my past as well. I would like to welcome Paul Michael Boland to the show. G'day, Paul. <laughs> How are Hello, you? Hello, world. Hello, world. Yeah. Wow, you were that young at that point? Okay. I was yeah, 17. No, no, I believe it. <laughs> that was many, many moons ago. I was 17 years old. So I met Paul on the set of a film called Slaughter Party. Yes, uh, which I believe pleased hundreds. So. Yeah, I did. I, th- and, and for those dozens of fans out there, I think it's still available. Uh, we had Lloyd on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about, and we were actually talking about this film. And Lloyd said he has an eye for talent. He said, I've had some of the greatest people work for me, and none of them ever stayed. So. <laughs> and if you read any of his books, you know why. So. Yes. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd is a character himself. Now, Paul, everyone here knows about me. I've, I've got a reputation. I'm, you know, kind of a Hollywood bad guy. I, my job is to, you know, crush souls, step on, you know, Kihones. I'm, I'm basically the business equivalent of a Hollywood dominatrix. Then again, my sisters, my assistants are dominatrix in real life, so somebody has to be doing something. But for you, mm-hmm. I want you to tell everyone what you do. Who are you? Who are you, Paul? Lay down on my couch. Relax, let's talk about your childhood. No, I'm kidding. What, so tell us about you. What have you been doing? The last time I saw you, I kicked you in the crotch for something called yeah. The Hitman, A Love Story. Right. That, uh, well, I've uh, been a producer of, I would say, 1.8 films, and that was the point eight. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite got that thing done. I fucking loved that great. film, though. I did. I loved it. I'm not still, oh, yeah, I was trying to block that particular part out of it, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, now, uh, you were playing one of my victims, and uh, we, we did use, I do remember the, uh, the shot you gave me was used in the trailer. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was, it was either the best acting you've ever seen in your life, or I literally kicked Paul in the crotch. One of these two things happened. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. And I'm going to give my magic question of the day. Every week I give a question and I give away a whole bunch of free shit if you can uh, guess what the answer is or come up with it. Go to Behind the Scenes on Facebook or you can go to Summer Helene on Facebook and I'm going to say, go to MySpace and find this trailer called Hitman. Send me a link to it and you can win all kinds of free stuff. I'll give another question later on and let Paul pick it. But it's it's actually called Hitman A Love Story. Send me the trailer to that. Post it on the Facebook. Or you can email me at bts at summerhelene.com. If you can find that trailer, I'm going to send you a whole bunch of free stuff. So, Paul, what have you been doing since then? Now, you've worked in big film, small film, homemade film, porn film. I mean, there there is not a film you have not done. Yeah, this is basically what somebody has as a career when they don't have a union card. So, uh, <laughs> but you have a union card. No, not really. What happened to your union card? I did like a honorable withdrawal because I just wasn't. I was focusing more on trying to be a crew person at the time, uh, and it just wasn't. You know, so I did an honorable withdrawal like uh, a few years ago. But that may or may not, you know. But I have done acting since then, and you know, in like homemade films and no-name films and, of course, the, uh, you know, the sticky part of my uh, acting career. What's, what's sticky with the, part? With the porn film, so I, uh, you know. Th- those are literally and figuratively sticky. Why not? Yeah, I know. I just, but, there's not a lot of irony going on in my life these days, so, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what this irony is. Well, uh... Well, the fact that, you know, for a long time, I thought that I would get nominated by the porn industry, but more so for, like, best consumer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not actually, like, acting in a in, porn film. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the, a few years ago, uh, my face was on the cover of AVN Magazine, but it wasn't so much on the cover of AVN Magazine as it was stuck to the front cover as an advertisement that you peeled off before you actually read the magazine. And when my mother found out that I was, like, you know, stuck to the cover of a porn magazine, I think that was possibly the most poetic thing I've ever said to that woman. (laughs) I I like that. I like that very, very much. Mm. Now, what do you have going on in your life? Do you have your own personal fluffer at home? Sadly, no. No, those actually don't exist, you know. Ah, damn. Only in the, uh, well, I was going to say, uh, only in gangbangs do fluffers exist. You know. No, the guys are paid enough, they've got to they gotta figure it out. You know. They've they got to do it themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, and that uh, sounds like a lot of flexibility. Eye contact with one of those actors between scenes, or between a, uh, a take or a lighting reset. Because they're just, they're just sitting there playing with it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So that's life, you know. That's literally, a, you know. But I mean, I've also had, the, you know, with the advent of uh, a lot of a lot of guys take medication. It's been uh. order to enhance certain things, and I remember being in a room where it's only me and the dude, and they're all lighting out in the hallway, ready to uh, for the next scene. And I'm just looked at, looked at him and was like, "Okay, dude, it's just you and me in the room. When is that, that going, going down?" Away? Yeah. 
participate. And he mentioned a particular drug that he was on, and 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 every time the wind blows, and don't take it personally. Ah, so so you told him it was rude to point, and he explained that he wasn't trying to. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, Paul. You know, we've had some we've had some amazing guests on this show. We've had some of the most serious actors you can have. We've had some mild ones. We've had we've had Lloyd. We're going to have Mel Brooks on. We've had a lot of people on. Oh wow! We've had yeah, we've had you you name it. We've had it. We've had some of the greatest writers. We've had directors. I mean, we've had some really amazing people. Um, I actually met Mark Ruffalo the day before yesterday. And we were chatting with him. It was the greatest moment of my life because I love the Hulk and the greatest moment of my assistant's week. So I'm not speaking to her. But, <laughs> you know, we, we've had great people. We're going to have some more great people on. For you, what has made your career so interesting? I mean, you've done it all. You've done every aspect of this. You're a very, very funny guy. Anyone that's spent any time with you knows you're a very funny guy. What do you find interesting? about this industry, what keeps bringing you back? Because, I mean, let's face it, we've all been kicked in the teeth a few times by the industry, and I've, li- I've literally kicked you elsewhere, so I can't imagine that's the only time. Why do you keep coming back? Well, I guess I'm just a smutton for punishment, you know. <laughs> I, it's, it's how things are, you know, you, you always got to take the good with the bad, I guess, in any industry these days. Days, you know, and I, I grew up in a place where I saw an industry was coming to an end, and like, okay, well, basically, you know, Detroit around the automotive industry basically falling yeah. apart. And I'm like, ah, you know what? If I really want to do what I want to do, let's just screw it. And I came out here. Here, uh, looking back, I should have had more focus onto one particular aspect, but I had this attitude when I first got here that, I, or especially when I started to get into crew work. It's like, I want to try every department. I want to do everything at least once, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I have uh, everything except like camera and what we refer to as the vanities department. I, you don't want me doing your makeup. Your makeup, your hair, your clothes. No, nobody wants your wardrobe. No, 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 no. No. Uh, you know, and just kind of just like going through. You know, and I things just kind of find their way to me, much like this did, you know? Uh, (laughs) I think my sister just radically called you and said, hey, you want to do a radio show? (laughs) Pretty much, you know? So, you know, I I get some of those those calls. It's like, hey, you want to work in a nudist resort? Or, hey, you want to be in a porno? Or, hey, you want to do, you know? And basically, there's very few things that I think I've said, like, no to, you know? (laughs) Uh, if, if anyone looks good or bad, at anyone, where I'm at. So. If anyone Googles you, I think that is a very easy statement to believe. There is nothing you haven't done. There really isn't. There is not much you haven't done. And I think for something like behind the scenes, that makes you a bloody expert. Because you can really talk about, you know, I have, I've had uh, my hairdresser, Dow. God bless him. He's from David Andrews Salon in Palm Springs. Wonderful, wonderful man. Saved my hair when I thought, you know, I was going to lose it all. Basically, I fried it. Wonderful man, does beautiful hair. We can call him on for the vanities. We can call, you know, I got, I got the people to call those on. But your expertise in so many different fields and in so many different types of film, I think really makes you unique. It, it really, really does. Because most people either do what I did, which is I'm going to be a model and an actress. You know what? I don't like attention. I'm going to be an executive instead. <laughs> 
or they go the other way and go, I'm going to be a model and an actress. You know what? I'm going to do porn, which some people do that too. But yeah. we've, got about yeah. three, we've got about three minutes till break. And, uh, you know, for, for, the, for the people that decide not to be mattresses out there, a uh, mattress is a model slash actress. Also, yeah, well, so called. Term. It's a well-worn. It's a well-worn term because they're well-worn mattresses in a lot of cases. But we're going to talk a little bit about the reality of the film industry when we come back. What it takes to make it in this business, the ways to win, the ways to lose, best and worst experiences, and we're going to poke at Paul a little bit, find out the best people he's ever met, the worst people he's ever worked with, and his most embarrassing and wonderful experiences. I'm Summer Helene. We're on behind the scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back behind the scenes. I am the baddest bitch in Hollywood, the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, the Duchess of Hollywood, and any other mean moniker you can come up from me. I am a Hollywood bad guy telling you how to get around people like me. And I am with one of my favorite people and somebody I've known since I got into this industry. He's been in the uh, the entertainment industry for over 15 years. He's worked in every aspect of the business, from actor to director, PA to producer. He's seen most of it, worked with most of it, mopped up most of it. You can also see, if you go online, have a look at his picture, his personal nudity negotiations started about 2.35. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Welcome back to the show. 
Yeah, well, I'm still here. Uh, still and yeah, I didn't actually get that uh, start that personal nudity clause until after that photo was taken. So yeah, I still have to pay for that one. So. <laughs> so I've, I've got to ask, how much did you get paid for the purple? Sh- if you guys got have got to go online, have a look. It's a great shot. Alexis is gonna post it. How much did you get paid to be naked in front of that purple house? Zero. Hell, I haven't even gotten paid. For that. that was it. Was one of those jobs that was just it was just such a unique experience. I thought I'd have to do it, but it was one of those things called deferred pay. Deferred pay basically means bend over. Yeah, I, I know. I defer a lot of people's pay. Yeah. Uh, so I got paid absolutely nothing for that. That uh, even uh, you know, I'm supposedly owed a couple of grand because uh, it was basically I was a key grip on a uh, a dr- dramedy shot in a nudist resort. Now yeah. we're going to get into you giving some advice to some people wanting to get in this industry out here. Um, be original. Don't just give them the advice for the love of God. Do something else. I'm going to ask you what was the greatest experience you've ever had in this industry. What was the moment you went, you know what, this is worth it? Hmm. Uh, probably when I, first, when I first got in, I had two really good back-to-back uh, things, and I was basically just trying to get my feet wet, so I was doing what we call uh, background acting work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wound up with a spot, a feature bit on Friends, and then, like, a few weeks later, I did like a solid week on uh, uh, which I guess now is, is a very revived uh, uh, movie that people don't really like very much, but the uh, Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas, which led to my union card. But uh, that was an amazing time. Time. So I've basically been chasing the dragon since like my first few months even getting gotcha, out. Gotcha, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like crack. Once you mm-hmm. do it, you're done. All right. What was the weirdest experience you've ever had? Oh, uh, hmm. Okay. Well, that would be. You have to add. I would have to go towards my porn area, and uh, it you was right after a uh, a uh, <laughs> scene had been filmed. Mm-hmm. Filmed, and this uh, porn actress uh, ran over to me. Uh, with a look of panic on her face, saying, the string from my sponge just broke. What do I do? Now, I'm Hang not... On. One, I, one sec. Alexis, what exactly is a sponge? No, no, no. Let Paul explain no, this. No, no, no. No, it'll be far more fun. What, so how, how, does anyone know how the sponge works? But how does it work? It goes inside. Alexis is like gesturing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's trying to explain to this to me. I would love to see And her she's Googling it. Okay. I know, I know what and it so is. A, are you Googling it for them or for me? <laughs> for you. For me. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a form of contraception, people. Okay. Yeah. A little sponge goes inside. Yeah. Inside. Right. And then a string is attached to it. So okay. that after a person has, you know, done their business, you grab the string and you pull the sponge out. Okay. But her string had broken, leaving the sponge inside her. How do you get it out then? Tongs? Well, I was, I'm like, <laughs> hey, for, I'm like an actor, so I'm just, you know, thinking, for basically most of the uh, 
uh, say the fluid that would be uh, they they need to be worried about was mostly over the side of her face and on her shoulder, uh, which again made it that much more creepy uh, for me, anyways. Uh, See, and that's the reason why you just don't use sponges. What do you use? Which which one? How I, exactly? How do I say baby gravy without you know? Is that, you know, it was like literally over the side of her face. Now oh. I, I asked her, like, okay, you know, so so I mean, like, do you want me to insert two fingers into you to try and retrieve the sponge? <laughs> and, and she's like, uh, you know, now normally, yeah, this is not a problem for me, but I already know what that particular area of hers went through. <laughs> so you know what you're dipping. You know what you're dipping into at this point. Pretty much, and, and I was just like, okay. But then again, this is a gorgeous porn star, so telling me that this is, you know, that I can put things into her, which normally, you know, hey, spot on. You know, look, I'll grab some tacos. <laughs> we're, we're moving on. Uh, but cooler heads prevailed, and I'm like, you know what? The guy you're with seems like he's really cool. Why don't you ask him? And she just did a, uh-huh, 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 and she just ran over to that guy, and then they went to the bathroom, and I assume they fixed the situation. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those really, really surreal moments, you know, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. that. That is a very cool moment, being asked to retrieve <laughs> a sponge for a porn star. See, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I've never produced porn. I've never worked in porn. But I am curious about one thing. And, and it's the funniest thing I ever heard, and I heard this from Ron, and I heard this from Jenna Jameson, and I heard this from um, Jesse Jane, and it was one very interesting comment. You can always tell a, a porn set by the smell because of those lights and the heat and everything else going on. There's a specific smell that exists on that set that doesn't exist anywhere else, and it is generic from porn set to porn set. And that was the moment that I realized I could never go on porn set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can only kind of be described as essence of everyone. You know? <laughs> there's a lot of fluids going around. You know, I mean, like when I when I was asked to uh, basically be the star of the Flintstones triple X parody, that, you know, a, yes. I was like, oh, that's great. That, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you mean I'm going to walk around barefoot on a porn set for like for like four days? Not the greatest. Nah, yeah, yeah. Did you so, step in anything? Yeah, you know, especially just walking around on a set without shoes as it is, but still. Yeah. You know. Did you step in anything sticky? Uh, yeah, but I don't <laughs> think it was biological. They were also, like, building the set, uh, different bits of the set, and I think I, uh, I stepped into some uh, basically drywall paste. Oh, that's better. Which, At least it's for about dry- two seconds, I thought it was like, oh, is that what it... Oh, no, no <laughs> it's not that. But, ah, just toxic you know. glue. Summer's walking yeah. around in a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, back in the background, a hazmat suit. Okay, that is that would be that would be a unique experience. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, uh, and your listeners are okay with this kind of content, right? It's an eighteen and over show. Hmm. Is eighteen <laughs> enough? I don't know. It's, 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 I keep it 18 and over when I speak at Comic Con. It's eighteen and over. You know, I'm speaking at Phoenix. I'm speaking at. Uh, in Palm Springs, I speak at like all the, all the different conventions and things, and my shows are eighteen and over because I bring naked people on stage and have people get shot, and 
I, I do very grown-up content because the reality of film, whether people realize it or not, I mean, we're selling sex. You go to Nickelodeon, we were selling Zac Efron, Zac Efron. You're selling sex, be it to kids, to adults. It's sex and it's products, and that's what we sell. So I have no way of, you know, I have no way of PGing up the reality of this industry. Fair enough. I just didn't think I'd use the word baby gravy today, but, you know, <laughs> hey, what are you going to know? I am you bright right learn. now, I'm tell you. Um, what, what was the moment in this industry? Who, who was the greatest person you ever worked with? I'll ask you that. Uh, all right. I was a prop master on, uh, well, I was assistant prop master on a, uh, a uh, demonic scarecrow horror movie, and I worked with uh, then, I believe she was like eight or nine years old, but a, uh, she's really blown up now, and she's got a movie with Zac Efron coming up soon. Uh, Chloe Grates Moritz, am I saying her name right? Yeah, I, I know who she is. Sweet girl. Yeah, and it was like two or three years before she got the, uh, uh, the rolling kick-ass at Hit Girl. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was called Hollow Ground. She was just this bright little ray of sunshine running around the set. And I tend to go by a nickname uh, when there's like a more, uh, when there's another Paul on set just to keep up the radio to make sure that the radio chatter doesn't get confusing. Mm-hmm. So I tend to go by Mongo. Uh, yeah, just as a, as a Mel Brooks reference. I, I, I uh, love that you go by Mongo and... You're going to have to tell Mel Brooks that. <laughs> so you go by Mongo. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, and this little eight-year-old loved calling me Mongo, for one. Uh, and I would have to say the best thing she had, conv- she had uh, told, like, everyone about these, uh, yeah, this was a few years ago, uh, these $5 cupcakes that were, like, all the rage at the time in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And she told me about it. And I said, oh, that sounds pretty cool. And, like, the next day she brings the entire cast and crew a bunch of cupcakes, these $5 cupcakes. But when she brought them in, I was out uh, on a run getting something that was needed at set. And she made sure that there was a cupcake set aside for Mongo. Okay, you know so, what? That's yeah. pretty awesome. And, Heart, and from what I hear, she hasn't changed much. She's a very generous human being. Heart just melted. And she has a lifelong fan just from that. I like that. Who was the most difficult celebrity you ever worked with? Oh, we've, we've got about three minutes to break. We'll talk about that when we get back. Guys, when we get back, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. Um, I was going to do a horrible April Fool's joke and come up with something terrible to tell you all, but Alexis wouldn't let me convince anyone to tell, them, tell you guys she was pregnant. She, I, I was. I was going to do something like that and go with, you know, by Lloyd Kaufman or Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead. Or See, Eric and this Zooli. is why we don't let her do pranks. Uh, yeah, my pranks, I believe the word Alexis used when I went through this very elaborate prank that I wanted to do. She looked at me, she said, for God's sake, you're a producer. You're too thorough with this stuff and it's just not funny. Go sit down. Mm. Give me the pen. <laughs> Apparently, if you've got four pages of notes, it's no longer a prank. It's just mean. Who knew? So, no April Fool's Day prank today, guys, but I do want to give a shout-out. Um, in a few weeks, we are going to be on with uh, an MMA fighter who's got some fights coming up. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to drag Vincent Ward on again. Let's jump around next week. 
Alexa's jumping around. What? Uh, we're going to have Judge Joe Brown on the show next week. If you all remember Judge Joe Brown, he's got a special place in my heart because I used to watch him with my grandmother. God rest her soul. Shane Sparks. Shane Sparks is coming on the show, uh, the choreographer so from You've Been Served and my mother's main heartthrob. I want to give a special shout-out and a thank you to Off-Road Reynolds. You give away tons of free stuff to our audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Panda Express, Arnianna's Pretzels, Smashbox Makeup. Griggs Vacuums. And all the companies that help us out and Griggs Vacuums. You, you, I say your name on everything we do because you are Alexis's grandfather and she writes you on the list. So I want to give a thank you to those people that helped us on Let's Dance USA. We've got a bunch of shows coming up. We'll be talking about what's going to be made, what's not going to be made. Dow, uh, I did say th- I was talking about my hair earlier with Dow. Stop pulling on my hair. Alex, I'm going to fight with my assistant some more. We'll be back right after the break with <laughs> Paul. I can't remember your stage name. God damn Paul it. Michael Bolin. Paul Michael Bolin. I can't remember your stage name. Paul Michael Bolin. And we'll talk about being molested by midgets and a few other things. I'm Summer right. Helene. We'll be back behind the scenes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I am going to start this segment with a disclaimer. I do always do a shout out to all the sponsors on whatever show I'm working on at the time and whoever owns my ass at the time, but I am going to give a, 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 a gentle reminder. In Hollywood, everyone is liberal in some way, shape or form, except for Clint Eastwood and Jeff Foxworthy. I believe those are the and two. Chuck Norris. Uh, and Chuck Norris. Those are the three token Republicans in Hollywood. Everyone else is a Democrat because we'd probably get fired if we weren't. But 
Um, one thing I say, uh, we talk about, we talked about it before, Hollywood made Donald Trump famous. I'm doing a PSA right now, it's called Dump the Trump. You'll see me on it. Lloyd Kaufman did one supporting Bernie Sanders. I'm doing one for Bernie Sanders and we're doing a uh, the PSA for Dump the Trump, which is we will support whatever candidate is running against Trump. So the money's going to whatever Republican candidate runs against Trump. And then if he gets through the primaries, it goes to whatever Democratic candidate is running against Trump. So it's anyone against Trump. But I was chatting with Paul during the break. And Paul, g'day. Welcome back to the show. Um, yep. has, a, has a very different idea. Yes. Donald Trump, I am going to hate voting for him. <laughs> You're going to vote for Okay. You know, uh, because I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. Mm -hmm. And uh, certain things with the superdelegates that the uh, Democratic National Convention is pulling around, if you took away the superdelegates, uh, he'd be ahead, way ahead of Hillary. Yeah. Hillary. Uh, so the DNC needs to know that Hillary is not an option for a lot of us. Uh, so, because I, I think that's what they think is going to happen. That yeah. everybody supporting Bernie is just going to float over to so Hillary. To Hillary. That's, I'm not, not quite doing what's going to happen. There are a lot of people, um, I know Lloyd, again, Lloyd Kaufman say, said the same thing. A lot of people aren't. Now, I actually don't mind Hillary Clinton. I loved her first two terms as president. I thought she was wonderful. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to have her back rather than Donald Trump. But then again, um, I'm, I'm basically convinced Donald Trump is a dancing monkey. This being said, and the reason I say this is... is and I'm um, not going to argue with that at all. <laughs> well, I've, I've worked with him. I know a lot of people that have worked with him. I had a friend of mine, a very dear friend, say she was, she was his publicist for many, many years. She's been on the show, Boys and Girls, so I'm sure you can all figure out who she is. And she, looked, she, she in her sweet, sweet, soft southern accent, said, Dear God, what did we do? I said, what do you mean? She said, I, I, I convinced, you know, she said, I protected the, re the reputation of a misogynistic uh, rapist. And I was like, okay, wait, are, are we talking like Bill Cosby level here? Because, you know, you know how Hollywood right. gets about that. We hide all cons kinds of things. And she's like, no, no, I don't mean that kind of rapist. And I was like, damn, I thought I had a story. Right, but the, I mean, technically, technically, the Bill Cosby thing is simply just a matter of he said, she said, she said, she said. She, she said, said, she said. said well, she Bill Cosby also wasn't a secret. At least it wasn't a secret in Hollywood. Everyone knew we just kept quiet because we all wanted to keep our own jobs. Um, mm. And I said, what do you mean, rapist? And he said, uh, well, he had a bit of a thing for underage girls. So that's something that um, her NDA is up in about a year. And she yeah. will be penning a book about hiding this. And she's like, really I'm probably... in time. That, that's my fear. And I said, she said, I'm probably going to go to jail because I had this information, but at this point it's worth it. And I stopped and I said, so you're not worried about going to jail, but you don't want to break your NDA. She said, sweetheart, this is Hollywood. There's nothing wrong with jail. I just got to keep my secrets. Yeah. I'm like, well, good God, woman. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's an interesting beast. I'm going to ask you, who is the worst SOB you ever worked with? Mine was Nicholas Cage. Uh, okay. That would probably be a, uh, a, a gentleman, uh, Robert Darby. Robert Darby, okay. Why don't we like Robert Darby? Well, uh, now he's been in a lot of things. He's been in, uh, he's one of the, the FBI guys in Die Hard. He was one of the people chasing the kids around in Goonies. Uh, I think he was the... Uh, lead uh, villain in the second Timothy Dalton uh, James Bond. Bond, but yeah, 
he is, uh, well, on one particular set, set uh, he was literally just berating the director, berating everybody else except me. Now, the only reason that I got a pass is because I was in charge of the gun that was pointed at him in the scene. <laughs> That'll do it. So, yeah, he knows not to, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to rifle. You know, never, uh, never insult your waiter because you never know what's going to be in your food when you get it. So, and unless you want to be Brandon Lee, don't insult the guy pointing the gun. Mm, you know, pretty much, and it was a plastic gun, anyways, and it wasn't going to fire anything. But you know, uh, you know, that little thing in the back of my head is like, yeah, maybe I should at least put a BB in there or something just to piss him <laughs> off. But, you know, no, no, yeah, and I mean, I've got stories like he, he even berated a, he like autographed a, a doll that's at this uh, toy store down here. I think it was his action figure from the 007 movie, and he mm-hmm. autographed it just to get a discount on something else he was buying. And he came in like eight months later or something, and was bitching about how his signature doll hadn't sold yet because it's not on the right shelf. It should be on the up front where everybody can see it. You know, I think, think nobody's really. I think License to Kill isn't exactly one of the best Bond movies, so like, how many Ew. people are buying toys from that, you know? Wow. <laughs> Charming. It's, it's amazing. The, the best way I ever heard it put, it's not those that have made it that, that are, are difficult to deal with. It's those that think they have or need to prove that they have. Mm. Yeah, very true. The most accommodating people are the biggest actors. So I'm going to say, oh, who is the... Oh. Mm-hmm. And this this is related to Robert Dobby, but there was a particular producer. I won't uh, name the name of the production, uh, but Robert Dobby was involved. Uh, but this was a producer, not Robert. And I was doing transpo on this thing, and I'm uh, talking to the second. So the AD. transpo is transportation, by the way, guys. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, so I'm talking to the second AD about logistics, about where to put a truck, where to put a particular car on the set that we're going to the next day, and I hear this major screaming in the background like somebody is like being like hacked to death, but I didn't hear a chainsaw. So uh, I ask her, it's like, okay, one of two things is happening behind you. Either somebody's giving birth or somebody's getting killed with an axe. What's going on? And she, in a very low tone, said, it's the first one. And I'm like, what? And it took her a minute to get out of that room. And apparently the producer's wife was in the middle of labor. But since hospitals charge by the hour, he didn't want to take her to the hospital until she was fully dilated. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yes, I'm very, very, very serious. Yeah. Yeah, I had to sit down for about 10 minutes just to absorb that. But, yeah, that, that, that happened. That's a thing. Wow. I thought, and I thought producers, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I've, I've cheaped out on a lot of productions on a lot of things. Alexis nearly lost production footage doing, uh, cheaping out on <laughs> hard drives one time. I mean, we've all cheaped out in some stupid way, but, wow. That, yeah, that, that, is, was... the, that is the all-time winner. Yeah, and the only reason I don't want to, you know, uh, say the production is because it might actually get people who want to watch that movie. So, you know, you, know. you got tell tell people the production because I I would encourage our our listeners to write in and say, hey, "Come on, guy, pay for the hospital." Ugh. Well, luckily that was over six years ago. So, uh, the only excuse I heard was, "Well, it isn't his first kid." You know, I'm like, hey. 
what? That's no. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Celiacs. <laughs> See, next time, don't complain that I don't allow anything but discount toilet paper on set. <laughs> See, you're happy with your discount toilet paper now, aren't you? <laughs> Monster. <laughs> it can be worse, believe me. <laughs> well, okay. it, can be, it can be worse. So what, uh, that's one thing I'm going to tell you guys, the audience. Producers, you do watch the bottom dollar. They do. And I'm sure it becomes habit from work to your personal life. But yeah. I have never heard of anyone doing that yeah uh, neither had I and I kind of wish that I didn't so <laughs> but yeah they it's out there but yeah that 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 happened yeah I'm that still is, in contact with the second AD she can back that story up she can back it up. we'll have her, guys we'll have her on the show and have proof um <laughs> you you do you hear a lot of shocking uh, shocking stories you know I've heard about um, you know, big actors sending people to buy enemas, suppositories, uh, vibrators. I had, a, I had a friend who was sent by a very well-known, very straight-laced, very old A-list actress to go buy her a new vibrator because her vibrator broke. That was well, you know, that part of your job is making sure that the talent is well taken care of. So. And, and, that was, and that was what she got sent for. You know, it was, it was bad enough when I heard, uh, you know, I've, I've heard of people getting stressed out about that, but... No, having a baby, I think, takes the cake. That's that's pretty yeah, I mean, bad. Yeah, they have to run, like additional power lines to the girl to the actress's trailer or anything like that. You know. No, we only have to do that when Alexis is in there. Okay, and that's fair because enough. she's usually trying to resurrect whatever project she's on. It kind of looks like a uh, raising the dead sort of thing. Just because it looks like we're trying to <laughs> resurrect Frankenstein. Resurrect Frankenstein does not mean. <laughs> yeah, I was. I know it's Frankenstein's monster. Yes. Yeah, that's that's us trying to fix the production, but. Um, no, I find that I find that truly bizarre. Guys, we have about two minutes to break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Paul, find out wh uh, what advice he would give to people wanting to be in this industry. And next week, Paul and I will be speaking to Judge Joe Brown. We will be right back after this break. I am Summer Helene, and we are on with Jesus Christ. Paul, what, what is your stage name? Paul Michael Bowen. Paul Michael Bowen. There we go. Just cut in until I remember it, for the love of God. Before I give Fair people enough. your real name, address, phone number, and social security number. Guys, we will be right back after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day guys, I'm Summer Helene, your Hollywood bad guy. Talking to you about what it takes to make and break a Hollywood career. You'll have to excuse us, the show's been a little blue today, but it's been a lot of fun. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. See Paul, I got it right this time. Hey. So what yeah, advice would you, give, <laughs> would you give to somebody wanting to get in this industry? Uh, my basic advice is that don't be me. <laughs> don't be, what, what do you mean don't be you? Focus. Focus, Focus. on either a specific uh, area of what you want to be in, uh, or if you want to do crew works, focus on a specific uh, department. Uh, I think it was my lack of focus, you know, because, I mean, I could have said, hey, I just want to do grip, you know, and then I could be talking to you with a grip card right now, you know, but I didn't. So, uh, and especially on the acting part, and here's the, the million-dollar question, is just finding the right representation is such a mystery to this town, and I still haven't figured it out. Uh, but uh, I always say call Cindy Honig with pure PR. She'll make you famous. But I, I do, yeah, or call Cindy. But the, it's, it's very true. It's very, very difficult um, to get in the industry, and once you get into the machine... It's, you've got to be that perfect cog that fits in every time. If you had, if you had it to do over again, starting over, would you still, would you still do it? Uh, you know, I'd still, gonna, I'd still come into this industry. It's because, it, you know, as I said, it's given me some great things. <coughs> Sorry. And it's uh, introduced me to some amazing people, such as yourself. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, i just be a little bit more focused. Have a little less fun? Mm, maybe. You know, I mean, if you it, have a... You know, not you every one a, of those, <laughs> like, like I said, you know, not every uh, production I've been on has plane <laughs> has, has uh, turned into a great experience, but, you know, you can always learn from things. Things, But, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it was because I was more... I, I still wanted to do the acting thing, but and I wasn't pleased. But, you know, just... Get serious, have a goal, specific goal, and just do everything that you can in order to get that. And what would you warn people away from? If you had to tell them, hey, do this, hey, don't do this. What's your, uh, you've got your do-do, what's your don't do? Well, of course, any job that you get out of Craigslist probably is not going to be that great. <laughs> hey, I met uh, you off a Craigslist job. <laughs> it was? I met you for Craigslist shop. Yeah, I know, and you wind up rolling around in the desert with a psychotic midget. 
So <laughs> it's about valid you're helping my argument here, dear. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> or or answer any of those things where you can like pull those uh, things you see plastered all over Hollywood Boulevard with the little phone numbers on it. Say we can make you famous and stuff like that. Don't no, those aren't good. <laughs> no. Don't take numbers off of walls, or you end up at the bottom of a hole with somebody lowering lotion. Pretty much. <laughs> If you could do one thing in this industry, one thing now, one moment, what is the one thing you still want out of this industry? Yeah, I would still like to get my own stuff out there. there and I guess that basically be easy. Uh, move more into uh, producing, which I've been doing a little bit now with stuff on YouTube and uh, on other people's stuff. My stuff should be ready with, I uh, should be starting to put out content within the next few months, more so than I have in the past. And that's a really good way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I find it interesting, and I'm, I'm going to get serious for a moment. As much joking as we do, you know, we're, we're pulling the rinse out of porn and some of the people in it, we're talking about, you know, Donald Trump getting, getting famous and paying for a publicist. The reality of Hollywood is what we sell is smoke and mirrors, what we sell is dreams. We sell the dreams of others, we create a world that seems untouchable, but the truth is anyone can get into it. Then in that world, we create a whole nother set, you know, a whole, a whole different set of worlds. It's basically the, the living um, version of Inception is mm -hmm. what Hollywood does. With all of that, with the good, the bad, and the ugly, knowing the good, the bad, and the ugly, what would you say, would, would you recommend getting into Hollywood to someone, or would you say just enjoy the movie? Well, if it's what you really, and that's the real thing, if it's what you really want to do, do it. If it's just something that interests you, or you come out here thinking that you want to be a movie star, you know, it's, it's, it, it, the industry is just going to chew you up and spit you out. Yeah, you've got to be pretty bloody thick-skinned. Mm -hmm. I've been called too fat, too skinny, too blonde, too dark-haired, my eyes were too light, my eyes were too dark. And by the way, this yeah, is for production you know. jobs. <laughs> you've heard the same thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your greatest disappointment in this industry? Uh, you know, the industry is what it is, you know, I don't think that I can, I mean, I'm disappointed in myself for not being further along than what I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be like the next John Goodman, and then I wind up portraying John Goodman parts in porn, so I kind of got it, but yeah. <laughs> not quite, little, little left of where you're going. Right, yeah. I mean, I didn't get the call when they did the Roseanne, the triple X parody, but they actually wanted that guy to be, you know, on camera. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Then what about, what was your greatest triumph in this industry? Uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still working for it. Oh, I like and I, that. And I think that's what keeps me here. I like that. I've never gotten that answer when I've asked that question. Mm. I've never gotten that answer. Everybody always says it was this moment or that, and I like that. The best is yet to come. I think that's yeah. the joy of Hollywood. What you know, I... Get the out of bed in the morning, you know? Exactly. Because it is. It's a hard industry, and it's brutal. And you've always got the creative person sitting there, and then you've got, you know, me on the other end of it telling someone they can't do this or they can't do that or they can't have this or they can't have that. Um, and I think that creative drive, that amazing drive that you see in people, 
there's something special about people in this industry. There's a strength that makes them damn near indomitable. It really does. Because you have to put up with so much just to get in this industry. And I think that dream is what gives people that power. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a beautiful got? thing. That, and that's it. What else you got? It's, uh, and especially on the dream side, when you have the dream, usually you don't have uh, two cents to rub together. So I think it's yeah, amazing. In my past, I've, I've done a lot of different jobs before I got out here, uh, from installing cable television to working in different factories. I say, okay, I can be this miserable working in a factory. That's and it. And I say that off of personal experience. I was miserable working in those factories. So you may as well do what you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that makes a big difference. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you for letting the audience get to know you today. Guys, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Jump on Facebook, Summer Helene. Jump on Facebook, Behind the Scenes. Go to BT, BTS at SummerHelene.com. Shoot it in. We will answer any questions you have for Paul next week. Next week, I believe we are having on Judge Joe Brown. That's right. Right, Paul? Yes, yes, I believe that's next weekend. Next, yeah, ne next Friday we'll have Judge Joe Brown. We are live on Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bolin. See, I got it right again. And thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem, Paul. I look forward to doing this with you. You're a whole bunch of fun. You bring a lot of humor. And I know, guys, we were a little blue this week. I promise next week we will be far, far more tacky than we were this week. It'll be far worse, and hopefully um, Judge Joe Brown doesn't sue us. So Yeah, I can't make <laughs> any promises like that, but still, you know. <laughs> we, we might get sued, but we'll be back next week. I'm Summer Helene, and you are? I'm Paul Michael Bolin. And we'll see you next week on Behind the Scenes. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.